Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we yeah. feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Debbie Van Grieken, who is the founder of Moya Shea Butter, a product that is fair trade, organic, and supports environmental stewardship. And she's going to share how the journey of healing created a connection with a community in Uganda. Debbie joins us from Low Banks, Ontario. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. You know, I have to say, Debbie, that I've been receiving questions from folks in our viewing and listening audience. I think you've piqued everybody's interest with the connection with the community in Uganda. So perhaps you can share with us how a healing journey from melanoma made a connection with the community in Uganda. Yeah, so it's actually kind of a funny story because I... I kind of call myself, I heard this term from another um, entrepreneur and, and they said that they were an accidental entrepreneur. Uh, yes. And I feel like that's so me because I was a librarian for 17 years. I've raised five sons and having a business was not even on my radar. But uh, I did have a passion for fair trade. I was educating people in my community, working with my own sons um, and mentoring in the high school, learning about social justice and things like that. But then I was diagnosed with uh, melanoma, which is the deadliest form of skin cancer. I did require surgery to have it removed. And during that healing process, I really started to connect what I was putting in and on my body and really wanted to look for natural, um, healthy alternatives, uh, just making sure that my family had safe products. And so I've always kind of had problematic skin, reacted to things, breakouts, uh, that kind of nature. And so when I was introduced to shea butter from a group of missionaries who were working in Uganda and they had uh, brought it to Canada, actually to Oakville, and uh, they were selling it in their church. And a friend of mine who was um, involved in fair trade had gotten a hold of it and she passed some over to me. And I immediately loved it because it was the first thing that didn't react to my skin. And so again, just thinking of this as a consumer, I was, you know, enjoying the, the feel, the texture, uh, the benefits of the shea butter. But then I started asking questions because it's things that I've been in encouraging my uh, community to do is ask questions. Where does this come from? Who's making it? What are the ingredients? How are they sourced? And as I asked these questions to the missionaries, they, they really saw my passion for fair trade and they felt that this was something I needed to do. So they suggested that I take the work that they had started in the, in the you know, early stages of what they were doing and build on that. And so very naively, I said, yeah, okay, I could do that. And again, not really looking down the line and not uh, realizing that this was going to be a huge jump. And I actually found myself in a remote village of northern Uganda, an area that is known for uh, wars, the Joseph Kony revolution, uh, 
most of the, the people in the village are former child soldiers. And so this was quite a stretch for a small town, rural Ontario woman. <laughs> for sure. Like, hey, I'm for here. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So it really just became this passion of mine to bring the shea butter here, but do it in a way that was ethical, a way that was actually going to help improve the lives of people. Notoriously, uh, when people go into community or when corporations uh, and businesses go into communities in Africa, there's a lot of, um, well, blatant taking advantage of really, right. there's just right. not a lot of, you know, profit is always the first thing they think about. And the people and planet tend to be not even really considered. And I wanted to do business differently. So we put people ahead of profit, we put our planet ahead of profit. So we're looking at how can we be sustainable? And that's really kind of how it all started. Wow. And you know what I love is that one of the things that you're doing in terms of connecting with the community is that you're actually helping from an education standpoint, the children that are in the village and you're donating some of the profits so that they can increase their education base. So, I mean, we, we know that shea butter is a wonderful product. And I know that the from the questions that I had from the folks, you know, they were uh, going onto your website and taking a look at the, the various different ways they could purchase. But I think from an interest level, I think people are really interested in hearing about the connection that you've even made with some of the ladies in the village. So how, how many times have you had the pleasure of going to Uganda as an example? So unfortunately, the pandemic has really stopped that. So my sure. last trip was actually canceled um, two weeks before I was supposed to go back. And that's been really tough. I've actually had the privilege, though, um, before the pandemic of um, not only going over to Uganda, but also bringing my... Um, suppliers to the United States. So I actually helped to bring them to the American Shea Butter Institute, which is in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, to receive training so that we could get the highest quality grade A certification. And so that's really helped um, as well. And then I've also gone to Boston to a Ugandan trade um, seminar and was able to bring my suppliers uh, there as well. So that's been really amazing. So we've been able to have this connection. We've actually gone to Atlanta twice together now, uh, Boston once, and then met in Uganda. So we've forged this relationship. And I, I always feel kind of like a little sisterly love uh, between us because uh, we have a lot in common, despite all the differences. Uh, so we are able to communicate uh, online now because of you know the situation we've been uh doing phone calls with there's <laughs> i think there's a eight nine hour um, time, difference. time difference so yeah. i'm usually i just recently i coordinated um, a friend of mine was in uganda and she was in a village two hours south of the village i work with so i convinced her to drive to um, the village and meet with uh, the women that I work with there and take some pictures and and just uh, say hi. And so I think it was 4.30 in the morning, I was up trying to give her directions. 
<laughs> because my supplier, Margaret, had her phone turned off, which is very common. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> All these like difficulties trying to get um, yeah. you know, to, to communicate. So uh, and then Margaret and I have conversations, you know, it's 12 o'clock, uh, you know, midnight here or or it'll be the opposite. It'll be middle of the day here and poor Margaret's getting up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So as a new entrepreneur, I know that, um, you know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes who help us to take our product to market. And you certainly discussed how it started with a conversation with some missionaries and then ended up being a, you know, a trip to Uganda and a connection with the folks who are actually harvesting and doing everything that they need to do behind the scenes and then shipping you the, the product that you're packaging here in Canada for sale. So, you know, some of those folks along the way that have helped you sort of get started. Um, is there anyone that's notable that's really made a, an amazing connection? Because it looks like this is rather like international. You've got places in the United States that have given you a hand. You've got folks in Canada who have helped. You have folks in Africa who've made, you know, extended some, some help. So is there any one connection that you felt was really noteworthy as you've, there's always got to be bumps in the road. So how have you dealt with those? Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's hard to narrow down just one person because like you say, it really does take, it takes a village. A village. <laughs> exactly. And for me, I I came at this from such a different right. perspective and scope. I didn't come at it with a business mindset initially. I'm discovering now that I really like backtracking and trying to do some some learning in that uh, regard right. um, because I'm very heart centered. So I'm leading with my heart. So I make all these connections with, you know, a number of people and I've always believed in building a community and I believe in collaborating over competition. Uh, so I've had some really amazing um, people help me that have similar types of businesses. And uh, that's what I love about this, this kind of community that we're building is that we're really kind of throwing those traditional business ideas out the window and saying no there's a better way we can do this and we can work together and everybody can can win Benefit. you know yeah. so yeah. um it is hard to narrow down to one person but i always like to give a shout out to susie campbell who's um a friend of mine who was the person who introduced me to the shea butter in the first place and also really helped drive my passion for fair trade she works with groups in uh, nicaragua and ecuador and um, artisans there and brings clothing uh, here and jewelry. And she's just a fantastic person and really has helped me to uh, see kind of the bigger picture of the triple bottom line, which is people, planet and profit or sustainability, as I like to say. Oh, I love that there's those three P's in there because, yes. you know, uh, I mean, what, what better way to, I, I think, I mean, perhaps you can let me know. I think after COVID, we're all sort of reevaluating where we are, where we'd like to be. What does our business model look like? You know, what does the future look like within our own organizations? And I have to say that you look like you're miles ahead of the rest of us because you've you've really put things in place. The markers are already there for you to just build on the success that you've already started. So kudos to you for actually making that transition as part of your original business model, actually, 
um, yes. because I think some of us are trying to catch up now to sort of say, okay, how do, how do we look at this a little bit different? So if you were going to, um, as a new entrepreneur, or, or, or rather, we're all learning, right? I mean, I think I've been an entrepreneur for quite a, quite a number of years, and I'm always learning something new. And I learn something new from each guest that, uh, that I interview. But I must say that I think your attitude about business is really rather refreshing. And because you've mentioned that as an entrepreneur, you're looking at things from a totally different perspective. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if someone had said to you way back when, when you were a librarian, that you were going to be an entrepreneur, what would you have said? I would have laughed for sure. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely would have laughed. But, you know, I think, I think we need to look at success differently as well. And I think that that's one thing I'm really trying to do. And it's hard because when we look at, we, we, they say that comparison is the robber of joy, right? So, you know, when I'm on social media and I'm seeing these businesses and they're doing fantastic and even similar businesses to mine, they're so far ahead of me and I get really upset and I think, oh my gosh, like, you know, such a struggle to, to pay everything off this, this month. And, and, you know, I didn't get to pay myself or, or those types of days. And I think, wait a minute, I just sent funds to Africa to purchase a charcoal machine that takes agricultural waste and converts it into charcoal for cooking. So it saves trees. It's providing income for a community they're using it for their personal use and then bagging it up and selling it to neighboring communities that's success for sure like, that is success and i have to keep reminding myself that we're we're definitely doing business differently and yeah. we have to you know maybe it's a bit of a slower um pace for us maybe we're not gonna have those big moments uh, where we can, you know, maybe put our Instagram picture beside another business and, and they'll say, oh, like that's success. Like it's just different. Right. So mm -hmm. I have to keep reminding myself of that and uh, and try to avoid those those low moments of, oh, I'm not I'm not where I need to be. Or <laughs> right. Right. Well, I must admit, I think that um, your business model is very not only admirable, but I'm sure that there's going to be people who are going to say, I really need to connect with Debbie to hear more because, you know, what you've started. And I love that there's the spinoff businesses that are coming from your business, as you've mentioned, with, you know, the charcoal machine and, the, and taking the ecological standpoint as well. So kudos to you for sort of connecting the dots and not looking at profit first but looking at the people and the sustainability of, of what you're doing. So congratulations to you for that. Thank you. Now, one of the things that we do in the guest blog is we ask folks to share three words of advice and your three words are passion, commitment, and deliver. So tell us a little bit about why that's important for you and your business model. Well, I think passion is a given. Uh, if you don't have passion, you're just, you're just not going to be able to be there in the long haul. Like this right. is, this is a long journey. It's not yes. just a short sprint. It's the marathon, right? So right. if I didn't have that passion, I would quit every other day. <laughs> like, because these past two years, I literally would wake up and go, yeah, I'm done. Not doing it today. <laughs> and right. then I would say, okay, wait, 
I got to keep doing this. So passion is really key for me. And I think when people talk to me, they always say that they say, we can see, we can physically see the passion in your face and everything that when you talk about uh, what you're doing. So that's key. And then the commitment is, again, this is, this is something that uh, if you're going to do it and do it right, it's a commitment and it's tough when you have um, decisions that you're going to make and you have to take all of these. Um, it's easy to take the shortcut and see, oh, I can save money by doing this plastic packaging. But, well, that's not really great for the environment. So I'm going to have to spend a little bit more money and get, you know, the glass or the compostable packaging. So, you know, if you don't have that commitment, you're always just going to keep undercutting your values. And that's something that I don't want to do. So that's really important to me. And then deliver is a tough one because I want to deliver the, the world the best, like everything. And but you know, I'm human. So I just really work on giving, delivering the best customer service that I possibly can. And really just um, focusing on uh, what I can give the consumer. Well, we're certainly uh, very appreciative of all of the efforts that you've made, Debbie. And you've certainly given our viewing and listening audience a lot to think about because There's so many wonderful um, phrases that you've used throughout our conversation. And I think that redefining success for each and every one of us is a really a wonderful way for us to um, a little takeaway to think about that. And so you've given us some really great things to think about. So thank you so much. Thank you. To you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for sending in all of the questions um, that you had provided us before I met with Debbie today. And I'd also like to thank you for joining us in this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.